0: I'm an enthusiast. I'm not an expert, right? Yeah, yeah. It's like there are people out there who can tell you like the exact horsepower mm-hmm. and ignition timing of every Chevrolet ever made, mm-hmm. but that doesn't mean that they're capable of designing um, an engine.
1: Hey, listeners. Welcome back to Adventure Radio. Today, we have a real treat for you guys. We have the amazing author, uh, Andy Weir. So, Andy... Is famous for writing *The Martian*, um, which started as a little um, a little blog series on his website, and became a a full series, then became an ebook, then became a yeah just a a a massive smash hit book, and became a movie with Mark Mark, um, uh, Matt Damon. Yeah, so and then he's just released his new book *Artemis*. So it was a great chat. I'm very privileged to be able to speak to people like Andy. Um, as I very much uh, not particularly look up to him because I'm not an author, but I just love what he does. His book was amazing. The first audio book that I ever listened to got me hooked. I felt like I was watching my favorite movie inside of my head for 12 hours straight. That was the best. So um, speaking of audio books, this uh, podcast is brought to you by Audible. So if you want to check out what it's all about, go on, uh, go and head to www.adventurefittravel.com forward slash radio. You'll get one free audiobook and one f- uh, month to try out their service. Make sure, whatever you do, that audiobook is either The Martian or Artemis. Andy's new book revolved, with, uh, revolved around the protagonist, Jazz Bashara, a real um, whodunit mystery on the moon. So very much in the, in the similar vein to The Martian. Um, so get out there, support Andy, check out his new book and also check out The Martian if you haven't. Um, also, this show is brought to you by Adventure Fit Travel, guys. We've got plenty of awesome stuff coming up. So uh, this year we have New Zealand, Australia, um, Greece, Bali, Thailand, Vietnam, South Africa, Iceland, all coming up. Um, basically, guys, we uh, we plan an adventure itinerary as cool of an itinerary as we can. So we choose a destination. We go hiking. We go rock climbing. We go diving. Whatever the best stuff to do. On offer is and then we train we get the uh, we get the heart rate up get some uh, get some fitness in there we practice some mindfulness so we do a bit of yoga maybe meditation class and then we drink beers and eat burgers and have as much fun as humanly possible um, yeah so it's how I think life should be lived everything in moderation um, but you should really look after your body and your mind uh, we travel with like-minded people from all over the world everyone becomes best mates and it's uh, it's just the greatest My company is the greatest. Yep, you heard it here first. So check out uh, all of our trips and you can get a 10% off code by using the code radio when uh, when you purchase. So that's about it. Here's Andy. Now before we do this, let's go over the ground rules. Rule number one. No touching of the hair or face.
2: Garry Roger go for
3: deploy. Where did we come from? Are we alone in the universe? What is the future of the universe? I'm with you if you want to live. I did Google that girl. Giggity giggity, giggity girl.
2: A high-powered mutant of some kind, never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live. Too rare to die.
1: So uh, welcome to Adventure yeah, Radio. Yeah. <laughs> welcome to Adventure Radio. Yeah, we, are, we are Fair Dick here with uh, good Aussie bloke Andy Weird, down yeah. in Melbourne, Danny, oh, Danny, Danny <laughs> Melbourne, and, uh, and about then, what we all sound like a bit weird. We're about to sing him bloody Tommy's tribute, I reckon yeah, it's gonna right, right, be mate. okay, it's gonna be bloody ripping. and here we go, boys, right, we
3: go, sure. here we go, fellas. <laughs> Alright, I've I've uh, I've put up a little number and it goes a little something like this. Alright, <laughs> now in all, <right>. no, no, <laughs> all seriousness uh, Mr Weird. This is uh, a tribute of Everybody Hurts. It's one of my favourite songs. And um, I want you to... to, to like, I've got this really good idea for a book, mate. And I want you to picture yourself uh, on Mars, right? <laughs> but 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 everyone's left. Everyone's left, but you're still with on you? Mars. I call it you. The Bus That Couldn't Slow Down. <laughs> 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 All right. All right. <laughs> going to get into this one. Here we go. And... <laughs> Ooh, when your days are long And your nights and the night end much better Ooh, when you're genuinely stuck On a planet with no mates no food and no partner To maintain a stable but sexually active relationship <laughs> if you feel a little bored. <laughs> well there's always options. Just hold on tight, literally and physically.
2: <laughs>
3: well don't let yourself fall in a heap. <laughs> Cause. And he will ride a plot for you to be safe from Mars for an eternity. <laughs> <laughs> but everybody finds themselves stuck in a planet once in a while. <laughs> Welcome, aboard, mate. <laughs> oh, very nice. I like that. <laughs> so, for everybody at home, Andy's just got this light out of the iPhone, and he's out uh, He's got himself a, you know, he's writing right the song here, right? <laughs> so, I thought I'd uh, essentially start the tune off here, morning. What a so, classy. good morning. Morning, classic.
1: Andy, welcome, Thank welcome you so for the show. Welcome, welcome to the show. Thanks for having show. me. And as an author, um, um, we want to hear about your like. Uh, what, what did you think of that pot? Is it uh, something that you would you would, uh, you would you would approve on? It's not too bad. It's a uh, it's
0: i just yeah. don't think it'll fly now
3: i don't think i don't yeah. think anybody be
1: interested in that story i'm
3: sorry yeah, you gotta, but, but, but if you, you think, gotta, think about it like so so the, the protagonist has to fend for himself so he's gotta he's gotta you know he's gotta build build planets ben seems good really, for ben it, it seems really it honestly
1: it
0: seems really derivative of robinson Crusoe and castaway and <laughs> yeah, stuff like that right. there's really nothing new
3: to it i,
1: yeah, right. I just you're don't right. think it'll fly you're an absolute flog, yeah, mate. You're yeah, an absolute flog. You're absolutely right. Yeah. I've
3: already mentioned it to a couple of people.
1: They said it's already been done. <laughs> uh, um, Andy. So, uh, hey, in all seriousness, welcome to the show. And um, thank you. For those that don't, uh, for those that don't, no, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, who you are? What you do? Where you are from?
0: Well, um, I was born at a very early age. And, um, I? No, I, uh, I'm I'm Andy Weir. I'm I'm the author of The Martian, and my new book is Artemis, which I you know wanted to plug. So there, I did that. <laughs> and um, uh, yeah, I kind of have a I'm kind of known for having this random fill into success publishing uh, backstory. I was a software engineer for 25 years. Uh, but I always wanted to write. The reason I was a software engineer is because I liked regular meals. And, um, uh, I wrote the Martian. I mean, I, I, had a, I, I really did try to break into writing earlier in my life. I mean, back when I was in my twenties, I took three years off a, a three year sabbatical to try to go try to try to break into the fiction world. Mm-hmm. And I failed. Um, and so I, I just basically made writing my hobby and the Martian was a book I wrote for fun and I posted it you know, a chapter at a time to my website and got, you know, feedback from my mailing list of readers and that sort of thing. But then it, uh, when I was done, boy, people started to really like it and it, it hit it big. And mm. just from there, it's just a sort of fantasy that writers have, you know, everything goes right. It sells really well, gets on the bestseller list. Um, they make a big, big budget movie mm. out of it. Mm yeah, I still really don't know what I did right. Uh, I've got imposter <laughs> syndrome out my ass right now. And uh, so, yeah, that's where we are.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's great. I, um, I must say, it's a great story. I, I, believe it or not, The Martian was actually the first um, audio book that I ever listened to. And, oh, just uh,
0: fantastic job on that. R.C. Bray was the narrator, yeah, and yeah.
1: Uh, he just did a great job it was amazing the way I explained it it got me hooked on audiobooks because I was doing some um, I was doing some construction kind of work for my dad at the time and I was working by myself for one day and I started the book at the start of the day and I couldn't stand doing this construction work you know but I was by myself I had one headphone in one headphone so I could hear my surroundings for safety's sake and I did eight hours where you would normally finish and I'm like oh, you know what I'm gonna do ten hours today. <laughs> I don't want to go home. I don't want to yeah. stop. I don't want to stop this. It was yeah. like it was like your best movie. It was like your best movie you've ever watched. So you just fell in love with construction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the book was <laughs> <is> also okay. <laughs> yeah. but it was like the best movie you would ever seen playing in your head mm. for like ten hours. Mm. It was it was great. So yeah, the I never read the, uh, the Martian. I did go back and, and reread it after the audio. Oh, no, there's no, but no point. The audio book is the same word for right. word. That's right. Mm. That's right. So um, I did, however, just read uh, uh, Artemis, which was great. So. Uh, oh, thank you. So let's say, let's just go back to something you mentioned though. You were, you were, you failed originally when you took three years off. How did that look? How did you, what was failure to you?
0: Well, I, I wrote a book. Uh, it was actually my second book. Then my first book I wrote, it was, I, I wrote it in college. It was horrible. I mean, even I knew I'm like, well, I'm done. And this is crap. Let <laughs> yeah. me just put that in the drawer and never speak of it again. But, um, the my news. second book, which was called theft of pride, uh, I wrote that during that sabbatical, and I, you know, had the standard tale of woe that every author has to go through, which is where, you know, couldn't get an agent, couldn't get any publishers interested, just, you know, the usual. Mm-hmm. And um, I do feel like uh, even now, I still think Theft of Pride is a good story. I just wasn't very good at prose mm-hmm. back then. It was just very clumsily written, and so, uh, the pacing was all screwed up. I mean, it, 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 it was not a publishable book, but... Mm-hmm. Um, but I learned a lot about it mm-hmm. um, but yeah and after after three years of not being able to break in I went back into the software industry and it wasn't a hang your head sad Charlie Brown music moment I, I like writing software I like being a computer programmer mm-hmm. when I when I when the Martian hit it big and I quit my day job it, it you know I I wasn't like yeah take this job and shove it I was I liked my job. I liked mm, yeah, my coworkers. Yeah. I liked the stuff Man, a I That bit of get. a melancholy feeling. <laughs> yeah, right. Back and in. <laughs> I I actually stayed at the job much longer than I should have. Like, yeah, yeah. I mean, The Martian was on the bestseller list. It was clear that it would be a secure form of income. I already had mm-hmm. another book contract, and mm-hmm. but I hung on to the job. And I got to say, I miss a lot of it. I miss, yeah. uh, I miss having co-workers. Yeah. Well, that's a lot now of... I'm in this, this office
1: yeah. that you see is where yeah. I spent most of my time. That poster looks like your most uh, entertaining coworker. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. That poster. Well, you may see some of my co-workers wander in from time to time. I've got a couple of cats. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I live with my girlfriend, uh, and, um, we're very happy, but you know, she's got her own stuff going on. She mm. can't just amuse me all day. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no. oh, for sure. I, I know. Uh, I know exactly what you mean. I used to work. Um I'm an entrepreneur three years in or so and I used to work from home and it was, uh, it was a totally different scenario from where, where we're recording now Is a co-working space in Melbourne. And it's great. I'm, Sorry, I'm Melbourne. Very, I'm very... Where, where are we working? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Melbourne. Yeah, Melbourne. Yeah, yeah. Melbourne. That's not enough. Uh, that's
3: a spoon. Thing, thing, things
0: I know about <laughs> Melbourne. <Yeah. laughs> One, It's pronounced Melbourne. Yeah. Two, you hosted the Olympics in 1956. <laughs> <laughs> that's about all I got. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't even <laughs> know but that. that big, cricket cricket
1: no. Yeah, yeah, we yes. got the biggest cricket ground.
0: Yeah, yep. yeah, actually, and I think that's where like American soldiers ended up bivouacking during World War II.
1: We're gonna put a right check on that one. As a look of just <laughs> honestly, no, no, I learned <laughs>
0: that by watching um, I learned that by watching the uh, Band of Brothers. The uh, oh right. yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Yep. No, yeah. that's
1: definitely, definitely what happened on the room. Absolutely. I've seen that many times clear as <laughs> <Yep>. um, Andy. <laughs> so uh, so when you um when you, you said you put it out to your blog. So did you already have a bit of a, the Martian? And I know the story of the Martian, obviously, like, get, gaining that traction, like you said, through your through your followers and through your readership. Now, what were you doing before before that point? Were you writing short stories? Like, were you still crafting your, you know, honing your craft and, and yeah, half a always. foot in there? Or, like, yeah,
0: I was always working on something. I mean, I posted a bunch of short stories. And also, um, uh, I was working on it. I decided just, well... Let me go back a few steps. I did a bunch of short stories. I also did some web comics. Mm -hmm. I had a web comic. One of them was called Casey and Andy, and another one was called um, uh, Cheshire Crossing. And I mean, I'm a horrible artist. I am very, very bad. Mm -hmm. But it was an avenue for storytelling Mm until I realized I really didn't enjoy doing the art either. And I'm like, why don't I just go back to just narrative fiction? Yeah. And uh, so I did that. I had accumulated over 10 years of posting stuff. I'd accumulated about 3,000 regular Mm -hmm. readers. Gotcha. Wow. Uh, which, well, it sounds impressive, but that took 10 years. <laughs> There's yeah, 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 yeah. about 3,000 days in 10 years. I mean, <laughs> it's not that impressive.
1: Tommy yeah. um, so was just being Nice. Nice. Yeah. Let's, let's see. Yeah. I'll be yourself for next stuff. Yeah. You're like,
3: wow. That was great. This is going yeah, like right up, the score, up on the refrigerator. You might want to have been uh, bad. Uh, anyway, <laughs> thanks for uh, coming <laughs> on the show. Arthur. That's great. Right.
0: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I um, uh, lost my train of thought there.
1: <laughs> you, oh, yeah, it accumulated uh, readings. Yes.
0: And um, then I, I, started, I decided I wanted to do some serials. I wanted to write serials, and, which is kind of a dying art, I think. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like, I'll write some serials. So I wrote The Martian as a serial, and I was also working on two others. One of them was about aliens invading Earth, and the third one was about a mermaid
3: in the 1850s. Awesome.
0: Right. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, the Martian was, uh, really took off from there.
3: Yeah. So what was the reaction when you, when you posted that first chapter up, um, onto your website, what were people saying?
0: People, uh, I mean, they didn't say much because I didn't have that many readers, right? Nobody'd heard of me or anything like that. So people are like, Hey, this is cool. I like it. Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Mm.
3: Mm. Was there any difference to the other ones though? Like, did you, did you feel, I guess what I'm trying to say is, did you, did you feel like you you may have struck gold with, with the Martian? Not,
0: not initially. I mean, I, I knew I enjoyed writing it Mm. and, uh, the feedback from my small collection of readers was positive and I was like, okay, well, I'm going to work on this for a while. But it wasn't like yes, this is what will take me to stardom. I was just <laughs> yeah.
1: like, this is cool. Matt Damon, but, here I come. Yeah, come, Matt, Matt Damon. Damon. <laughs> um,
0: but uh, over time, it uh, at, you know, when I was about like halfway through, when I'd posted like chapter eight or nine or so, um, at that point, I, I like I would get hundreds of emails every time I posted a new wow, chapter. Wow. And the fans would be like, oh, I love this episode. Oh, this was really cool. And I'm like, okay, I'm getting really, really excited fan feedback. And also it was funny because friends of mine would like call or email and say, hey, when are you posting the next chapter? Wow! And stuff like that. And it wasn't just like the sort of like, I'm encouraging my friend's hobby. It was like, dude, where's the next <laughs> chapter? Yeah, and yeah. so that really felt good. And uh, so that helped motivate me to keep mm-hmm. going. Mm. But I had no idea. Like the reason I posted it to Amazon Kindle at all was because I – Finished it. Right. And then um, people were emailing saying like, hey, I I really like this story, but I don't want to read it on a Web page. Can you make an e-reader version? Mm -hmm. And so I did that and I posted that on my site. And they're like, hey, I love that there's an e-reader version, but I'm not very technically savvy. And I don't know how to download a thing from the Internet and put it on my e-reader. Can you just post it to Amazon? Like and then I can use their system and Amazon requires you to charge one one U.S. dollar. Uh, you know, actually 99 cents us. Mm -hmm. And so I was like, okay, well I'll set the price to that minimum 99 cents. Mm -hmm. And I told everybody, okay, well you can read it for free on my website, or you can download the e-reader for free from my website, or you can pay Amazon a buck to put it on your Kindle (laughs) for you. And people paid the buck, um, just because it's, they're paying a buck for the convenience of just going through the system. But that made it start to work up the list of Amazon's like top sellers, and um, then that gets more people aware of it and it kind of snowballed from there. And
3: so, sorry, Bill, I just, so did you, so you went through um, CreateSpace? Is that what it is on
0: Amazon? No, uh, uh, no, I didn't use CreateSpace. I oh. just, I just, um, I converted it to an EPUB myself and then I just went through the web interface of Kindle Direct Publishing. Oh, right.
3: Yep, yeah, yep, yeah, yep. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm really fascinated because I'm trying to get a little thing sort of like this on myself. Um, it's actually about a guy who gets stuck on Mars. Um, and, I told uh, you that story long not why. I don't know, but I'm, I'm just going to push one forward with it. He's going to be interested in that. <laughs> I'm just going to push forward with it. Yeah. Um, okay. Keep going. <laughs> no. Um. um but uh, what was I going to say? Yeah, so you would you would write a chapter, you would edit it yourself a few times, and then and then post it up. Or what? What? I guess what's the editing stage like for you?
0: Well, I'd write the chapter and I'd I'd do a few edit passes on it before posting it. Mm. Um, yeah, and so when I was done, I'm like, okay, I'm done. And yeah. then, <laughs> uh, uh, but it wasn't until I had a, like a print contract and the editor at Random House was like. Okay, we want to do. We want you to make some changes, but they were fairly minor. Mm,
1: mm. What about um, the thing that's fascinated me the most, Andy? Obviously, always is the the science behind the Martian, because as far as I've I've listened to you on um, Star Talk Radio and and uh, yeah. numerous different other other interviews, where people challenge the science, but you you, you weren't far off, you know, for a guy who's a is a computer programmer who um, was writing a, <laughs> writing a, a little. Novella in his in his in his you know The Martian. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um you know, you weren't you weren't far off. Have you ever thought of um you know like being Becoming c- an astronaut? Yes, yeah, c- CEO of NASA or something. <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh CEO
1: farm <of> <laughs> illustrator yeah. is the title. Yeah.
0: Yeah,
1: um yeah. think about being uh, God of the World. <laughs> uh,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, you got to bear in mind, I'm, you know, I'm an enthusiast. I'm not an expert, right? It's like, there are people out there who can tell you like the exact horsepower and ignition timing of every Chevrolet ever made, Mm -hmm. but that doesn't mean that they're capable of designing um, an engine. Mm. Mm.
2: Right. No, that's fair.
1: That's fair, but I mean, the stuff so you must I'm have in gone that first through. Camp. Yeah, yeah, but the stuff you must have gone through, like obviously, writing a book's hard enough, right? I can imagine that writing a book and making a, a coherent story and something that's entertaining must be—it's quite, quite a difficult task. That's why not everyone out there are authors, and lots of books fail. You actually got that part, but then how much? So how much time were you actually spending? Say you're in the in the writing process, and you're writing a chapter, for example, and if it takes you you know, a week to write that chapter or two weeks to write that chapter, three weeks to write that chapter. How much time of that is on the actual storyline and the story arc and the, and the character development, how much of it is on science and maths and knowing like, oh, I've got to make this semi-plausible?
0: Mm-hmm. I would say about half of it is about <clears throat> uh, on research. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Although well, you got to bear in mind that that's the part that I enjoyed. Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's where, I mean, I'm really interested in this stuff. So mm-hmm. looking it up and solving problems and stuff like that is the fun part for me. The, mm-hmm. the part that's not fun is like actually writing it. And, um, and character interplay and and, and characters at all. Oh, it's an all entirely. The stuff.
1: yeah it's a big book of the um, periodic table.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right on <laughs> the yeah. Put
1: yeah. that into a movie. <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, I just, uh, I, I don't know. And also it was cool because the science kind of drove the plot. Mm. I would be like, Oh, he's going to grow potatoes to stay alive. Okay. Well, how much, you know, what does he need to do that? He's got the potatoes that he can plant. What else Mm -hmm. does he need? This, that, and the other thing. And I found out, wow, he doesn't have nearly enough water. How's Mm -hmm. he going to get water? And that created this whole plot line that I wouldn't have thought of if I hadn't checked the math and realized he was going to need more water.
3: So you almost reverse engineered from the, from, from the, the the plot that you wanted and you've gone back and you've gone, okay, well it needs water, which means it needs this, it needs this. And this. And that's great. I love that
0: idea. Yeah. It, it, it was, um, it's basically, um, just doing the math presented the obvious problems. It's like, mm. well, you know, now I've got to, yeah. yeah. Mm.
1: Fascinating. So, um, Andy let's tell us uh, tell us about the the next book The Martian was a huge huge success obviously how's the um, how's the pressure of going from something like The Martian where you had Matt Damon on, on a big screen movie and great reviews and so on and so forth and then going to uh, so the pressure of, of going from there was obviously no pressure with The Martian and then getting a book deal for Artemis like what did that kind of feel like what was the the process yeah that's right well
0: getting the book deal for Artemis was very easy Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: you know uh, on the the heels of the Martian they're like sure write
0: us whatever the hell you want (laughs) Um, uh, as for the pressure of following up the Martian I've found that the southwest corner of my office is the best one for crumpling up and crying (laughs) and um, the lighting is just really good which is when I prefer to do my crying no um, (laughs) it was an enormous amount of pressure it was huge of course Imagine. I mean, like I said, I got imposter syndrome and stuff like that. I was talking to a writer friend of mine and I'm like, Oh my God, I've had this you know, I've got this successful book out there and I'm writing another one and I'm like I'm afraid that people are gonna read this and go like, Oh, I see. He had one good book in him yeah. and we've Why done one mm. and that's it. Yeah, and we're done. And my friend said, Yeah, that never goes away. Yeah. You'll be working mm. on your twenty-seventh book, and you'll still feel that way. So mm. get comfortable with it. <laughs> yeah. like,
3: all right. But it's, uh, uh, I've always taken the half glass full approach with that one. Like if I if I wrote like a or half just glass. Pass that, cool. that is essentially so it's like me- a, no, a low ball in. glass and it's full. Just just go to your crying <laughs> corner, mate. Okay, okay. okay. Yeah. I'll say that now. No, but sort of like if I wrote a one hit wonder song or something, I'd be fucking pumped. I'd be like, this is great. This is all I need yeah, to do yeah, now for yeah. the rest of my life. Yeah.
0: <laughs> yep, that's true. But then pe- but then eventually someone's like, Well, what's next? I don't know. <laughs> I'm on YouTube yeah. You can either be Harper Lee, or you know, where you just don't do anything.
3: Yeah, well, you just know, go back with the Or Margaret Subway. Mitchell,
0: where you're like, I wrote a book. Fuck yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. exactly. Yeah, that's right. But so, uh, yeah,
2: but what yeah. I got
0: uh, so with uh, I, but I I do enjoy being a writer. I want to be one, so I want to write more books. Mm. And um, so between The Martian and Artemis, I worked on a different book. It was called Jack. Uh, Z-H-E-K uh, – well, sorry, Z-H-E-K. Mm-hmm. And uh, do all of you say Z or
3: Zed? Uh, we, we say Zed. Everyone
0: but America and Canada. Well, <laughs> even right. Canada
3: says Z. We make so it lot for America. ourselves. Yeah, we're yeah. on the metric Zeds. On the metric Zeds. <laughs>
0: metric Zeds, okay.
3: <laughs> the meds.
0: <laughs> One metric Z. Yeah. yeah, that's right. Well, it's, it was spelled Z- Z-H-E-K, and um, it was a story about aliens and had tele- telepathy and faster than light travel, and it was like more – traditional sci-fi and i got about 70,000 words into that um wow. and for reference uh, the martian is just over 100,000 words mm-hmm. um i got about 70,000 words into jack and i was looking at it and i'm like uh-oh this sucks oh. Oh, <laughs> yeah and it just wasn't good the characters are fighting me the plot wasn't working out things were moving too slow the pacing was crap and the mm-hmm. story was so monumentally epic that, like, I couldn't tell it well. No. Um, and I'd really bitten off more than I could chew. And eventually, I, you know, I beat my head against the wall on this for quite a while until I finally called my publisher and said, like, hey, can I push the big red reset button? And just, I would put about a year into this by this well, point. Wow. While, and I said, like, can I just write a completely different story? And they said, sure, go ahead and
2: oh,
1: far <laughs> the out.
0: reason they were so blase about that was because they'd been reading the chapters and they weren't impressed either yeah oh, so, well, okay. that must have been so a scary feeling oh god it was miserable but i started yeah. working on artemis and everything went a lot better on that mm. um, yeah that's good I'm, 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 I'm glad i did that that was a really difficult thing to do but i'm glad i did So, So, yeah, I was really insecure, especially when I started on Artemis. I'm like, okay, take two.
3: Yeah. Mm. What do you do when you come to a a realization like that? I'm a, a, a mutual friend of ours. Um, uh, I remember when he had been working on a book for uh, quite a while or something and then, and then something happened where he, he just fell into this depressive state with it and um, he actually went to a really serious um, binge drinking situation. He went nuts and like, it, was, it was probably towards the end of the spectrum, you know, but um, mm-hmm. when you realize for something you've been working on for quite a year and there's obviously added pressure quite after, uh, for, yeah, I mean, do you just, how do you pick yourself up again?
0: Well, yeah, I mean, it's my jo- job, right? I, I don't really have a choice. Um, uh, I've got a lot of story ideas and that one didn't work out. And I'm like, okay, well, let's try something else. Mm. And, and I'm like, it, it helped me to say like, well, I, I know I have the ability to write things that people like because I have the margin mm. in, in my past. So somehow I did that. And I've actually done it twice because I wrote a short story called The Egg that was very, very popular. Mm. Mm. Um, it w- ended up, If you search for the egg, Andy Weir, you'll see like a bajillion repostings of it all over the internet. And so that was kind of my first, like, wow, a million people read this kind of thing. And it's a short story that's like a thousand words long, Mm. but I'm like, okay, I definitely do have the ability to make things that people like, I just need to do that again, Mm. (laughs) you know?
1: Hey uh, hey, Andy, have you ever thought about the, the role that you play as a science fiction writer in crafting the future?
0: No. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, well, now What it is is all oh, right. Uh, no worries. Thanks, Next question. No, um, honestly, uh, I do have a kind of a policy of, you know, keep my feet on the ground and remember I'm just an entertainer. So mm. I think it's a real easy trap to fall into once you get successful to think that your opinion matters. Um, yeah. Um, I mean, but do, don't so they... sorry not cut okay, off. You uh, so just I don't do politics. I don't Mm -hmm. do social justice of any kind in any direction. I don't – there's no morals to my story. There's no message. Mm -hmm. I don't want to do that, and I've got a pretty simple reason. Um, When I'm reading a book, if I know that the author has some political axe to grind or some moral that they're trying to push, then it makes the book less fun for me because there's Mm -hmm. a bunch of plots that are immediately trimmed by knowing – that what, what Where it's the author from. thinks. Mm, like. Yeah. So if the author, if, if the author is like, you, you you can spell like. Oftentimes, TV, movies, books, it always ends up being like, oh, corporations are evil, and once mm. you see that, you know that everything related to that corporation is going to be evil. Yeah. Well, what would be really surprising is if you, if if there was a book, movie, TV show, whatever, and it appears that corporations are evil, but in the end, it turns out no, the corporation's the good guy. Mm. You know. Mm. That would be a surprise, and there 's nothing I like more than being surprised by a book, like oh, yeah. being outsmarted by the writer and mm. if I can it once I set you know there are times when i 've been about a third of the way through a book, and I went like i now I can correctly pretty sure predict every plot point that's going to happen mm, yeah. because I know what the author.
1: Yeah. What what he, that's, yeah, that's yeah that's kind that's of what why.
0: ruined tom clancy for me i mm. i really enjoyed kind of reading his books they're kind of like fun you know wartime military mm. adventures and stuff like that but then i realized he's got these political ideals and and then it's like well every story is going to validate the universe of his books are going to validate his political ideals and then i'm like i it doesn't even matter whether i agree or disagree with his political ideology what matters is that, that now I can completely predict everything that's going to happen. And that makes it yeah. boring. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I don't want people to have that feeling when they're reading my stuff. Yeah. yeah, that's good. I want them to go like, I don't fucking know. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to have to dig the shit out of this one. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah. Um, Andy, so we know we've got to get you out of it at some point. We've got uh, six questions to, to wrap it up at the end. I wanted to ask before we get to that, um, I want, I want to know what's coming up in your future. What have you, you, you got another book that you're, um, that you're looking at after Artemis having a bit of time off. you what's, uh, what's next for Andy Weir?
0: Um, well, uh, I'm, I'm, I've got it kind of narrowed down to two or three story ideas. The one I'm leaning to right now though, is a sequel to Artemis.
1: Oh, oh that's yeah. cool. Very nice, yeah. very nice. So that's,
0: that's kind of what I think I'm probably <laughs> going to do.
1: Mm although nice I do
0: one. have a really a, a pretty cool idea for a story completely unrelated to Artemis for the tell mountains. us all about it tell us, tell <laughs> <No>. us.
2: <laughs> the mountains
0: <laughs> no you get nothing the plutonian yeah. <laughs> the plutonian <laughs> not even a planet trouble on Pluto <laughs> Elon Musk <laughs> <laughs> um, it's not even a planet I don't care yeah oh look, is the moon a planet hyper belt object
1: yeah hang on is the moon a planet is, is it? the moon is the, not a planet the, either the, yeah well, there, the you here. there you go then mate what's your, what's your thing about planets fair enough, yeah. fair enough fair enough <laughs> yeah um <laughs> Yeah, touche, touche. Um, Fair uh, dinkum. <laughs>
3: <laughs> we're just so, getting roasted. Yeah, uh, Very no, 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 um, well
1: deserved. Yeah, we're probably gonna. Uh, I was gonna say something. <laughs> <laughs> we're probably gonna play two. There's probably gonna be two Aussie bogan characters yeah, in, in right. like one page of his next book. Yeah, These yeah, <laughs> <right, laughs> right, yeah, yeah. two beer idiots that he meets.
0: I did in the original in the original version of Artemis. I had an Aussie loan shark.
1: Oh yeah. yeah. Nice one.
3: Well, we should have two beard-headed idiots <laughs> in the next one. The Artemis 2. <laughs> <Jim> and Ben.
0: <laughs> well, there is an Artemis. There, there, there's an Australian company
3: mentioned. There's Queensland Glass. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, That's pretty much us <laughs> oh, If we if we became characters in your book I would lose it Yeah, That'd can be you write cool us thing. in there Not too
1: much of a favour to ask But yeah. can you just write us in just... And just plug us in well, there it's like I found that it's best for
0: characters in a book To be interesting in some way Yeah,
1: so, no, that's right I find it really boy. interesting when there's real charismatic Handsome bearded Aussie yeah, legends in books That's right, yeah <laughs> So you'll have to find some of them.
0: Is that the kind of guy you like? <laughs> yeah.
1: That's why we're well here, mate. Um, what sort of podcast yeah. do you think this works? Yeah, we don't have our pants on, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, so, um,
0: <laughs> Andy. I, I, I don't have mine on. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh,
1: well, that boy. was the request. I actually emailed Andy in, in the in the um, late last night and said, hey, mate, we are recording on, on um, YouTube, so... Where make sure you're wearing a shirt. I mentioned, I deliberately mentioned no pants. Yeah. And And uh, and I'm assuming he's he's tackle out at the moment. Yeah.
3: He's got a full Shirt. That's yeah. all you said. You just said a shirt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just tuck it back. Tuck your masher back in there, pal. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: so Andy, um, we got to get you out of here. Um, we're gonna oh. have to do six from six. We called. It's we're gonna have to do a pretty rapid fire. So it's three questions right. from me. Three questions from Tommy. My first question is, your, uh, your favorite travel destination, favorite place you've been, can be anywhere in the world, just the place you love the most? Uh, London. London? Mm. Yeah. Why, why so?
0: I don't know, I just really enjoyed myself when I was there, but I've never yeah. been to Australia, so.
1: Cool. Well, there you go. Cool, cool, sounds good, sounds like a great place to come. But that might be a good, uh, good one for my next question, which is, what's your dream destination and why?
0: Uh, probably, uh, Tokyo or Kyoto. I've never been anywhere in the Eastern world. Mm. And, um, I, I just, uh, probably Kyoto. Yeah. Cool. They have a lot of shrines and historical stuff mm. there.
1: I've been to Kyoto. It's beautiful. Loved it. Is it? Yeah. It's really, really great. Cool. Um, also I speak decent Japanese. Oh, really?
0: Oh. It would have to be, I mean, uh, I could communicate with a very patient Japanese person. Yeah. <laughs> ah, <laughs> okay. yeah. This. yeah. 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 <laughs> ah.
3: That's
2: it. That's, it. that's it. that's a Japanese. I don't know what to say. That's, <laughs> yeah. that's,
0: that's,
1: that's Japanese. <laughs> what are <laughs> I can do that. That was, that was the greatest moment on this podcast. <laughs> definition of smoke bomb. Yeah. 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 Catch you later, pal.
0: Yeah I, I don't, I don't <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to say.
1: Dorsal, you're good. Dorsal, you no. 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 good. <laughs> uh, all righty, all righty. So uh, my, last bo- uh, my last question, Andy, is your favorite book, anything you like to recommend to people, um, can be any sort of novel. When people ask me that, I always say,
0: I, robot. Isaac yep. Asimov. Mm. Um, but uh, if you ask me in any given week, I would probably give you different answers, you know, yeah. based on mood. But mm-hmm. for for old school sci-fi, I go iRobot If you want something that's newer, you know, for more contemporary, definitely try out Ready Player One.
1: Cool. cool. I cool. actually have ready, play, ready Player One in my um, Audible I've not heard of Ready Player One. Yeah, yeah, it's supposed to be really good. on right. you've careful. never heard of it? No. It's going to be um, a movie. Yeah, it's June. making a movie. It's movie. Really coming oh, out like yeah. Steven
0: Spielberg. I wanted oh, to get the, uh, get the book done before the movie, the movie comes
1: out. Yeah, no, It's okay. supposed to be good. I only got onto it it's a couple of, couple of months ago. But... It's right. a
0: really good book. It's especially kind of targeted at people who were teenagers in the 80s like I was. So I'm the mm-hmm. perfect target. You guys are probably too young. Yes. You a couple of sprouts. A <laughs> <laughs> couple, <laughs> couple of legends. A couple of legends. A
3: couple of legendary <laughs> <You're> sprouts. <up. laughs> legendary sprouts. <laughs> yeah, are up, you're up, Tommy. You're up, what do you got? Hey, Annie, so what do you like to do in your spare time?
0: Um, I like woodworking a lot, um, nice. and I like uh, uh, also cocktails, cocktail mixing, mix oh, lot, very good. Stuff like that. Very
3: good. Cocktails. Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, what about, now I'll make this one a little bit more specific, what, like who 10? is a writer than you? <laughs> Oh, so you want us you
1: like cock and <laughs> I hear
3: you like cock and tail
1: Oh, so you let <laughs> what?
3: Still a venture radio. Andy likes cock.
0: Would you say you're more of a pitcher or a catcher? I mean, if yeah. you were playing baseball.
3: Yeah, that's right. Yeah. So, uh, what's it <laughs> Hey, uh, Eddie, um, who is This is normally a question I'll say who is someone you look up to as inspiration, but what about a uh, an author? A, an author you, that inspires you?
0: Oh, um, my holy trinity are Mm. Isaac Asimov, Robert Heinlein, and Arthur C. Clarke. They're the guys who made science fiction kind of – I mean, there were sci-fi authors before them, but they're the ones who made science fiction be like a section in the bookstore. Mm. And um, also, they wrote a lot of really – and this is a thing that I want to do. They wrote a lot of really aspirational science fiction. So if you read their books, you're like, that'd be cool to live there. And Mm. I kind of – I kind of feel like sci-fi has been hijacked by these miserable dystopian
3: futures it's always the same story it's like
0: evil oppressive government and only a group of plucky teenagers can save us from it i'm like (laughs) yeah i don't know
2: how you got there
3: (laughs) plucky teenagers i guess oppressive government
0: <laughs> I'm also not sure that the bad guys in Scooby-Doo did that many crimes. No. Like, is it actually illegal to put on a mask and scare people? Well, I mean, probably not. Yeah.
3: <laughs> you you yeah. that? Oh, yeah. Uh... Um, yeah. no, you're exactly right. But I mean, you know, things like Blade Runner and stuff—you oh, know, sure. those those dystopian sort of futures—they're very interesting. But it's it's definitely cool to, to look at those But even then, Blade
0: Runner sort yeah. of a dystopian future, but the government isn't particularly evil. There's just this bleak... It's just kind of bleak. Yeah, I'm bleak. talking about things like The Hunger Games, Maze oh, Runner, yeah. mm. you know, all this, these all these carbon copies of yes. just, like, the world is miserable and technology will do nothing but make life horrible. Terminator. Kind of like the premise of pretty much every Black Mirror episode. Yeah, yeah. 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 Like, you say, know, yeah. I like watching the Prime Minister of England fuck a pig as much as the yeah. next guy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But... <laughs> It's on a different website. (laughs) It's It's the first episode of Black Mirror. (laughs) Blackmed.com. There we go. Sorry.
3: Hey, uh, Black Cocktails. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, uh, Now, if you could invite three people to dinner, dead or alive, so Hmm. they passed away or they're still currently alive, who would they be and why?
0: Uh, I'd want to do Kepler. Johannes Kepler, mm, mm-hmm. who he figured out that he figured out the laws of planetary motion. And I think Not it'd be cool it, to show him, Hey, you were right. Because yeah. it wasn't, it wasn't generally accepted yet by the time he died. And I'd like to say like, Hey, look, you were dead, dead ass. Right. Yeah. Um, uh, it'd be one. Uh, another one would be Terry Pratchett. He's uh, one of my favorite authors uh, ever. Um, I really like his style of writing. Right. Uh, he's, he's dead now. Um, boy, I got a third person dead or alive.
3: Yes. Hmm. And they can be dead at the time as well. If (laughs) you, if you're into that.
0: Yeah. Just like flies. Uh, uh, (laughs) (laughs) More potato. third, Third person, third person, third person. Uh, yeah, I'd probably go with one of my uh holy trinity. I I'd go uh Isaac Asimov. Okay, cool. Awesome. So I went with three dead
3: guys. Three dead guys. That's right. Three dead guys. <laughs> Not be like cocktail, but you're a necrophilic yeah. cocktail man. I like <laughs> nothing like some necrophilic <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's classic. Uh, um well thank you so much Annie. Hey uh, finally mate, where can people find you? Uh anything you want to plug? Um now's the time, well, my friend. Artemis, it's in bookstores yes. now. Um, where can people find me? Uh i'm on
0: facebook andy weir uh i'm on twitter at andy weir author and my email address is i won't bother saying it yeah well it's cephalon at gmail.com but no mm. one is going to know how to spell that you can google around it's very public and i answer all fan mail so cool yeah that's awesome, awesome man yeah, that's great it takes like 20 to 30 minutes a day
3: yeah,
1: yeah. cool. perfect beautiful that's i'm delicious. not jk rowling
0: you know yeah yeah,
2: yeah,
1: yeah.
0: yeah. <laughs> i don't have i don't have so much fan mail that it's impossible to answer yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: All right. Well, uh, Andy, thanks so much for coming on the show, brother. And uh, yeah, that's a wrap. That's a wrap. All right. Thanks for having me, guys. Cool. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe. If you are really loving the show, make sure you go across and subscribe on YouTube as well. We're at Fit Travel's YouTube channel. Uh, so head over there and uh, you can see us on YouTube every show. Also, guys... If you want anything from the show notes, they can be found at www.adventurefittravel.com forward slash radio. Don't forget to check out audibletrial.com forward slash advfradio for one free audio book and a 30-day trial. And last but not least, don't forget to check out adventurefittravel.com and uh, use the code radio there for 10% off. Thanks, guys. See you next week.